You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. So I was in the shower, I was cleaning my ass and making all shirts all sparkly. Thank you, Clean. I'm not the funny one, I'm the pretty one. Talk shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. Music, wine, and then blue bump. Yeah. The glory hole is like a, a like dick theater. I imagine you're kind of Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. We're not sluts. We just love love. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another week of By the By. Hello. How is everybody doing out there? Fantasticals. <laughs> awesome. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's another week here. Yeah. By the By. Yes. Hope you enjoyed your etymology lessons the last few weeks. Yes. Those were fun. And we learned some things from people who sent us other stuff uh, yeah. from, from the interwebs and from our Discord chats. Yeah, we, we got, got some, some emails. Good feedback there. Yeah. Yeah. So. If you didn't learn anything yet, go back and listen to those last two <laughs> weeks and you'll learn all about, you know, where words come from. <laughs> I mean, hint, spoiler, whatever. They're all made up. <laughs> made up somewhere sometime by someone. Sounds right. So what do we have coming up? We have a coming up a pendulum party, September 23rd. Yes. Woo-hoo. Just around the corner. Tickets for that will be up uh, pretty soon, but I don't know exactly when. We'll talk. To the brilliant minds over at Our Secret Spot mm-hmm. and ask them to get those up as soon as possible. We also have the erotic ball, mm-hmm. which I know is in October, but I couldn't tell you if you told me, like, gave me a, if, like, even with a fitty fitty, I couldn't get it. October 8th. October 8th. What's uh-huh. really funny is Angela held fingers up and I was like, like Angela, there is no October 35th. <laughs> yes, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, so, yes, October 8th, the erotic ball. Looking forward to that. That's going to be fun. Yeah, and there's the meet and mingle the night before for the people yes. who are going to the erotic ball. Which would probably be on the 7th. Yes. Because you know, uh-huh. it's the night before. Well done, Bradford. Hey, I can math. Yeah. And coming up in November, the first week of November, I guess. November 9th to 14th? I guess not the first week. It's the second week. Oh. Uh-huh. Second week of November, the 9th to the 14th, we are co-hosting a resort takeover up in fucking Q, far north Queensland, FNQ, with our beautiful friends from exclusively RHP. That's called Escape to the Tropics. Which I feel like should be like a Michael Bay film. I feel like I expect like a Tarzan to come swinging in uh, on the vine <laughs> when you say it like that. George, George, Georgia of the jungle. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it is up in Daintree, right? Right. It's uh, so it's yeah. going to be fun. I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be a lot of fun. So if you want to go, there are limited spots left. Mm-hmm. We had a couple who had to pull out. I mean, I mean, you know, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it just happens. So that means we've got another room left. So if you have been waffling back and forth, it's still it's still possible. 
You can find out how, go to exclusivelyrhp.com or check us out on our website, www.bythebio.com.au and go to the events page. There are links there. Do we want to go ahead and talk about next year for those who like to really, really plan far, far in advance? Yes, because I'm excited. We had a quick conversation with our dear friends who are the masterminds behind our secret spot, Lawrence and Jess. Listen to their podcast if you're not listening to it already. And uh, so we've got a little party that's coming up. And, you know, if you listen to the news and whatnot, you know that every year about mid-February to, to early March is Mardi Gras season here in, in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Well, next year, it's going to get amped up a bit because we have world pride, 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 pride. I, I, I do my own sound effects. <laughs> Uh, so World Pride is coming up next year. Mm-hmm. And uh, look, I'm not saying we are officially the kickoff party for World Pride because I legally can't because we're not. But we did <laughs> <laughs> we did plan for a pendulum party on February 17th. 17th. Yes. So very much looking forward to that. Yep. And that's right at the beginning of all of this, the Mardi Gras celebration. So that weekend, the Sunday is... Fair day in the park. And then two weeks later is the parade. But of course, in between, there's all kinds of events and things going on here in Sydney. So yeah, February 17th seems like a good date because it's right at the beginning of all of that before it gets too, too crazy. But it's going to be a stellar pendulum. Yes. A very pride much. pendulum. A pride pendulum. A pridulum, mm-hmm. if you mm-hmm. if you might. Yes. So, I mean, like I said, we're not officially, officially opening pride, but you know. It's it's right, at the, it's right at the beginning. It's, it's right at the beginning. So yeah. looking forward to that, that's going to be good fun. Mm-hmm. And we know there's rumors of a few people maybe coming from overseas to join us for Pendulum. So that'll be super exciting if, if everything works out. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. So, yeah. you know, you, if you are a longtime listener, welcome back. And we, we have this little thing. It's a little community. I don't know. It's something kind of awesome called our Discord chat. And some of the folks that have been bumbling around there have been saying, hey, y'all, we may be coming to World Pride. Some have confirmed that they will be here. Mm-hmm. So it's I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that. Super, super exciting. That's right. Yes. And if you want to join us over on our Discord, just support us at any level on patreon.com slash by the by podcast. That's enough of that. Uh. <laughs> All right. So mm-hmm. th- this week, you know. Angela and I are constantly like, what do we need to talk about? What do we, what should we talk about? What's going on? We've had a few questions lately about a common theme, I would say. So before we jump into tonight's main subject, I did want to touch on something that was in the news about mid-August, like August, I think the news came out August 18th. If you are a gamer and you probably know that the Spider-Man video game finally was released to PC. It was a Sony exclusive for a very long time. And so the long and short of it is you play as Spider-Man, Spider-Man and your Spider-Man self across New York. And if you are a history buff, you know that one of the locations in New York is very famous for the queer community. And that's the Stonewall. Mm-hmm. So that's where all of the riots started. And I remember seeing you play it, and I remember, like, that was one of those, holy shit, there it is. It looks so amazing. Yes, and it's got yeah. a pride flag out front that hangs out front of it, and that's just the the, the game, right? Mm-hmm. So 
when it was released to PC and PC gamers, that one of the common things for PC games is modding. And so that's something where you go in and you make a change. And so instead of Spider-Man, you're Stan Lee, the creator of Spider-Man. Or mm-hmm. instead of you know, all the buildings, all the buildings are made out of Legos. So you'll find things that like that. Well, there was one modder who started removing the queer flag. Basically, the only thing they did was remove the queer flag and make a, uh, a, a new U.S. flag. Mm-hmm. And so huge shout out to the gaming sites, the modding sites such as nexus mods and mod db so they have banned users from uploading any anti-lgbtq content that's modded for marvel's spider-man game um i think that is such a i mean it's it's not a huge step but it's kind of cool that any like they're removing something and the modders are saying no you can't do that don't do that well, at least there's some recognition, right? And it's, and it is just, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. It doesn't have to be big. Yeah. And I, I think it goes back to the thing that we always, or I, I say always, we often say is that these, these changes don't have to be huge. They can be small things that just people stepping up and saying, yeah, hey, that's not okay. Don't do that. And realistically, I mean, that's what the Stonewall is about, right? Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, additionally, it's not like they're. There are plenty of flags in in this game, having yeah. played the game multiple times. And there are plenty of U.S. flags, or American flags. There are plenty of other flags. The only flags that there's only one rainbow flag, and that flag was the one that was being removed. Right, so right. it's just kind of cool. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. I just, I wanted to talk baby about steps. that. Yeah. Baby steps, baby steps. Baby steps. Um, so, yeah. Mm. There we go. All right. Let's jump into it. Okay. So... Like you were saying, we've had many questions and, and curiosities from folks messaging us on all of our socials and on emails about, once again, let's go to a club for the first time. And they're wanting advice. And, and well, we have done podcasts like this in the past, but we looked and it has been in what seems like the way far past. Yeah. <laughs> and also we'll see if our opinions have changed. Well, yeah. And <laughs> or what we think has COVID or, changed yeah. our attitudes towards going yeah. to clubs for the first time. Fair enough. So I think the first question that we have to ask ourselves is what club where, because that's some of what we get from people is I live in a rural area. There's not a club around. How do I find a place to go? And we're very lucky here in that we do have a swingers club. Now, granted, there used to be another one as well, but... We still have some choice. There's mm, there's yeah. a few high-end parties and clubs. I was getting to that. All right, fine. Sorry. Yeah. So I, th- I think unless you're in a really populated area, it's going to be hard to find a regular club that's actually like a physical venue. But we know from other places that we've been and definitely around here is that there will definitely be parties and that there will be swinger parties and events and things like that. And so to find those, if it's not an advertised club, then I mean, the best place to find things like that parties and whatnot is to go to whatever your local swingers dating app is. Um, I think in the UK, there's like Fab here. We've got Red Hot Pie and Adult Matchmaker. Yeah. Um, in some parts, there's like S- SDC S-D-C or I something. Think. Yeah. We should know all these. We don't. We should. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you go to your local dating site and where you would look to find other couples and things like that, 
then you'll very often, there'll be an events page. And so you can look for parties and things like that. And if there's clubs around, very often they'll be advertising their parties on there as well. So if you can't find a swingers club per se, look for parties, look for events, or talk to people on some of the forums and some of these sites. And, you know, find people in your local area and or if you're traveling, because that's the other thing, some people don't want to go to a club where they live. So they would rather travel and go while they're traveling. Look where you're traveling to and see what you can find. And that's something we like to do when we're on holiday is is find your, you know, what's the club around here and what's it like? How is it different? Yeah, because and that's kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's something that I, I completely understand folks not wanting to go to a club near them. But at the same time, you know, if you meet somebody there that, you know, at least you both met the each other there. It's mm. not like unless somebody's waiting outside, just spying on people who as they go in, mm. which seems statistically unlikely because, you know, people have shit to do. But I totally love the let's do a, a, a weekend getaway, a long weekend or whatever, and go somewhere for the intent of let's go to a club and then, you know, a short flight, a long drive, something like that. And just to spoil yourself and your partner. Yeah, absolutely. So just to touch on, on that again, the seeing people, you know, we have recently had friends (laughs) run into people that they knew at the club. And the great thing about it is, but in both cases, they were really both sides, both parties were really cool about it. And I think in that case, so the way that it was handled in, in these instances is it was, there was very much an acknowledgement mm. and it was like, oh, hey, how you going? You know, there was. Oh my God, you go here too? Yeah. <laughs> and and then in the other case, uh, someone ran into their boss and again, there was acknowledgement and it was like, oh, hi, you know, because if you try to run from it, hide from it, it's just going to make it worse, right? Well, it makes you look guilty, I yeah. think. And it makes you look ashamed and. I don't think there's anything to be guilty or ashamed about. It's just. No. And in, and in these both instances, every, all parties were cool with it. It was fine. You know, it, it wasn't a big thing. But if you are in a position and it depends on, you know, maybe what you do for work, your family, all kinds of circumstances that sure. you may not want to run into someone where you live. And, and so then maybe, yeah, it's good to do just a long weekend or. Go somewhere, take a trip while you're on holiday for something else. Take a night and go out. Um, yeah, but it's also kind of think about like how bad. I mean, I know it. It always sounds terrible in your brain to say, "Oh my god, I'm going to meet somebody I know." <laughs> but then the reality of it's often not really that bad. Yeah. So I think it's all circumstantial. Depends on you. Agreed. So again, I think we should look back. Maybe taking a quick step back and. How do you decide that you want to go to a club? Why do you want to go? Why do you want to go? And so if you and your partner have talked about it for a long time, and we have other podcasts that talk about opening up your own relationship, but if you've talked about it for a long time and you've decided, yeah, this is what we want to do, I think it's very important to immediately set up a set of rules and then be okay with expanding those rules or abridging them. Uh, on the sort of on the fly, there will be certain rules that you will not break. They're non they're non negotiables, mm. such as safety first. Always use a condom. Yeah, there you go. Yep, and yeah, I think it's good to be able to. I mean, I mean, you say that, but on your first time out, it you may not want to bend the rules. You may want to say, no, this is what we're going to stick to tonight, sure. or it may just be we're going to go. We're only going to play with each other. 
But we're just going to go and see what the environment's like. And if we feel comfortable, maybe we'll play with each other, but maybe not other people. But then what if you do meet someone that's really interesting, then you might want to. So yeah, I guess having a system of how do we talk about these and how do we decide in the moment that we're going to change it? And that's hard. That's hard to establish ahead of time. So that's why I think having more hard and fast rules for the first time is probably a safer bet. Agreed. So let's then say we have decided that we definitely want to go to a, a club okay. or, or, or a party. Mm-hmm. And so maybe there's things that we need to ask the event organizers. Mm-hmm. Questions that you might want to consider are, is there an application process? And if so, what does that look like? Yeah, because we've been to clubs where we've had to ahead of time, like send ID or something like that. And, you know, they just want to know that you're a real person coming in. Yeah. And so even for example, our escape to the tropics, we request that you unlock your pictures for us. We request that if you don't have a profile on, on a website like RHP, that you send us a little bit about yourself, your experiences, mm-hmm. your, you, again, your photos, because we want to make sure that one, you're real, two, that you're actually a couple, and three, that you will, are, that you will actually fit in. Yeah. I think that is something that's very important for a lot of event organizers. And not all swingers clubs will have that kind of in-depth application process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting because... Thinking back to our time when we've been overseas visiting clubs and, you know, there was an instance where there were multiple clubs in an area. And so we were going to hit up different ones, different nights, kinds of things. And early on, I think it was the first one we went to, we were talking to a couple there and we were saying, oh, yeah, we're thinking about going here, Mm. blah, blah, whatever. And they were like, nah, they're like, you're not going to have a good time. And then they told us why. And it was like, oh, okay, well, thanks for saving us a trip out there because I don't want to waste my time precious time and money and whatnot to go if I'm not going to have a good time. And, and the reasons that they laid out were very valid. Yeah. And we had not done really a lot of research. And so we didn't really pick up on that ourselves. It was more just like, okay, here's a place in the area. Cool. Let's do it. Exactly. And, and yeah, maybe a little more research would have been a good thing, but fortunately this couple kind of saved us the trouble. And and so we didn't. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things that a, a little research can go a long way and that goes Really, that goes both ways, both for you looking for a, a place to go and for the place to go accepting you in. I think that some couples get offended by, by mm-hmm. this process. Um, why should I have to? And I think the, that rather than be offended, you should be comforted by the fact that, yeah. well, this location is asking me some very serious questions so that they want to make sure that I fit in and that the crowd itself is going to be a positive experience for everyone. Yeah. And everybody's safe and whatnot. Yeah. And that's another thing to look at when you are investigating sites and looking at places to go is checking out some of the requirements. Like, do you need to do any kind of pre-vetting or anything like that? Also these days, post-COVID, do you have to be vaccinated? Mm. Do you have to show proof of vaccination or anything like that? Different, every place is going to have different rules and, you know, different regions might have different rules. So particularly if you are traveling, it's worth asking and, and looking into that ahead of time. Yeah. Because you don't want to get there and then potentially have a problem. Absolutely. And I'm going to be honest, anymore for me, the vaccination thing is a requirement that it's, I look at that as just as important because it tells me a lot about you mm-hmm. as something like condom use. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a protection thing. 
And if you are taking efforts to protect yourself and protect your family and your community, then that makes me think that, oh, cool, when, if we have sex, that you will also want to take the precautions to protect me. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, you know, one of my favorite people. <laughs> You're one of my favorite too. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so long and short of it, don't be offended. Don't be surprised if yeah. they ask for an application process. Yeah. So then the question is, what do you wear? Uh, even before that. Where do you, how do you get there? Uh, well, that's important too. But I was going to say, look and see if you need to book ahead of time. Oh, yeah, very true. Because that is one thing that we have found very much post-COVID is that parties sell out. Even the parties at the Swingers Club, like they will book out. And so it is important if you want to go to be sure to maybe book ahead of time. There are yes. still instances where you can rock up at the door and you can get in no problem. But I think that that, that has definitely changed, at least around here. I don't know about other parts of the world. It might still be different where there's a lot of room to, to walk up on the night. But here, it seems like a lot of things really do sell out quicker. I think everybody's trying to make up for lost time. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> and, and you're absolutely right. That, uh, we've been to our secret spot when they have to turn people away because yeah. they're at their capacity. Unfortunately, they have a capacity that is set forth by the fire marshal. Mm-hmm. And if they're caught in violation of that, there's a problem. So, you know, like, make sure that you, yeah, that's, I think that's a, a really good point. Make sure that you are pre-booked yeah. and ready to, ready to party. <laughs> all right, all right. What do we wear, Bradford? Let's what get on to wear? it. Look, number one, if you're going on an event night or a themed night, try to, try to at least play along. Don't. It's always, we, we tend to say dress to impress, mm -hmm. but I will also caveat that with check if there's a theme and then go with that first. And it, you don't have to go over the top. You don't have to have like some crazy, wild, extravagant costume. No. But at least a little something. At least try to have a piece of something that you're wearing kind of fits in or has that theme, goes along with the idea. Yeah. And I, I think that's sort of step one. And I think step two is just whatever you like about yourself, try to accentuate that. And back to what we originally said, dress to impress. Yeah. So it doesn't take a lot of effort. I would say sort of business casual to business is probably good. Uh, sexy business. Sexy business. That's what yeah. I, I mean. I feel like that's <laughs> what that was at least implied. <laughs> but like, you know. Get your sexy on. Come on. We, I used to say no jeans, but now I'm going to say no shitty jeans. You can wear nice jeans because there are some very nice, very expensive, very high quality jeans out there. And I have worn them to swingers clubs yeah. and felt comfortable. I also, I mean, it also very much depends on what you put with the jeans, right? Like, yeah. do you put a nice shirt? Do you have a, like a bow tie or a tie, yeah. a waistcoat? Do you have like a mesh top and a harness? Do you have like, what are you wearing with it? Right? Like, yeah, I think it very much depends upon that. It does take, I mean, I think the important thing is it takes effort. And so put some effort into it. And then if you're looking at dressing down, which quick side note, see if the club requires you to dress down. Some places do. Private parties are more apt to make you dress down. Mm -hmm. uh, most clubs will not have a specific dress down time. But, you know, be aware of that before you go. Yeah. And regarding whatever you wear under your under your uh, whatever you wear, your, your accoutrement, your, your lingerie, your underwear, just make sure it's clean. 
<laughs> well, do we have to? Okay, maybe we have to say that. I mean, I we've know. seen some questionable things. I've seen okay. some questionable things. And I'm like, wait, what? Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, but yeah, I think it's it's important to feel good about yourself and to and to wear something that makes yeah. you sparkle. And also remember that however long you've been with your partner, whether it's a short time or a long time, you know, you're you're going there to show off together and you're going to potentially pick up other people. So definitely dress to impress and and accentuate whatever you love about yourself. Feel sexy because if you feel sexy, then you will exude that and and you'll radiate that. Yeah. And and just to add to that, like I don't I, I think it's really important to say, like, I don't care what you what your physical makeup is. Right. I don't care what genitalia you have or what BMI you have, whatever. Uh, I, I never look at wrinkles. I never look at, at flab. I never look because I look, I've got it. Um, I've got massive amounts of scar tissue on my stomach due to, you know, being diabetic and all the injections. And it's like, I hate it, but I've found over time that most people don't even notice it. And I think that's important to remember. It's like, you can still hate those things about yourself. Look, I'm not going to stop you. That's, that's, that's all up to you, but don't, let it hinder you or stop you from having fun. No, because the things that you don't like about yourself, nobody else is going to notice. I think that the, uh, it's, it's sort of what's the opposite of rose colored glasses. I think often we, we look at ourselves in, in our mirrors at home and I'm pretty sure that most of us have fun house mirrors in, at home. So we're either too short, too fat, too tall, too thin, um, lumpy, lopsided, um, you know, like, we have all these problems, nothing but scars, nothing but wrinkles, nothing but net. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I think it's it's important to remember that, you know, people are there to fuck your personality more, more than anything else. And also think about that if there is something you don't like about your body and you are self-conscious about it, especially the first time you go, I can definitely understand that. Absolutely. Right? But then think about what you're wearing and how do you de-accentuate that? I don't yeah. know if that's a word, but... It is now. Okay. Remember, all words are made up. <laughs> yeah. But de-accentuate whatever it is that you don't like about... You're going to accentuate what you do like about yourself and de-accentuate what you don't like. And that can even go into the lingerie that you're wearing. You don't have to dress down to like the skimpiest little thing, right? You can dress down. There's some really nice one pieces. You can have... We've seen like sheer robes kind of over things. Like you can wear different things to make yourself feel more comfortable in that space. Because like I said, you want to feel comfortable. You want to feel sexy. Yeah. And, and fellas like definitely look at boxer briefs. I think boxer briefs are great. You don't have to wear tidy whities or, or bikini or, or thongs, G string, whatever. You don't have to, you can. Extra points um, for mankini. Mankini <laughs> or, or, uh, like a jock strap kind of thing. Like again, absolutely. I, I highly encourage it, but Boxer briefs and a and a solid t-shirt, a yeah. solid color t-shirt, you're going to look great. I think that's a, a, a well-fitting t-shirt as well. Don't, I think a lot of us guys, it, we, we struggle to find good fitting t-shirts. We end up looking like a lump of clothes because it's like just <laughs> fits us in the shoulders and just kind of billows out from there. But like, look, if you find something that you feel confident and comfortable in, that's going to translate to the attitude that you bring. So yeah. you're going to be more confident and comfortable. Whereas you, if you walk into a location, you're like, mm, I don't like the way I look, feel, smell, whatever, then you're going to, you're going to struggle a bit. Don't do that. So two things, two very different things here, but, but all regarding dress. 
Okay. Let's go with the first one is that what if you're a little more kinky and you're going to a swingers club and you think, can I wear my kink stuff? Can I wear a harness, a collar or whatever to the swingers club? What's your answer to that one? Long answer, yes, with an if. Short answer, no, with a but. <laughs> look, I like butts. <laughs> look, like, I, I'm going to be honest. If, if I've looked at the website and the website seems like it's very vanilla, mm-hmm. I might wear something. I might make a different choice, especially for me. It's like I think that female-bodied people can get away with a lot more than male-bodied people. And so, or male presenting people. And so I think that that's number one, but the number of times I've worn harnesses and whatnot, hell to work. Like I think a harness is now becoming so mainstream that if you can wear it on the red carpet or wear it to a formal engagement, that it's not that big a deal. I've worn a harness to work just over my clothes. Yeah. And I have as well. Yeah. And it's like, I don't feel uncomfortable about it. It's, it's just an accessory now. It's no different than suspenders or, or a belt. I mean, other than the fact that it really has no function <laughs> other than to make me look nice. So I guess it's no different than say a necklace or a bracelet. But so I think that as a first timer, you may not want to put yourself out there as much. I think that's one of the nice things about being a first timer. And one of the things that people like about being a first timer is the wall, the wallflower option, Mm -hmm. which is I can go in and blend in, yeah, get lost in the crowd. We both are spotlighters. We like to go in and kind of put a spotlight on ourselves. Yeah. And I was going to say, I agree with that as as a first timer, I would tend to probably go conservative, more conservative than not. I would be more conservative at the swingers club. (laughs) I know it's weird, right? (laughs) But I would. And, but however, if I, you know, being a little kinky, if it's not a kink focused party, then I would, if I really, really wanted to push the envelope, you know, like we do a little bit, like I said, wear a little harness or for a lady, if you want to wear a little choker, that was a bit like a collar Mm. or something like that. Like there are little things you can do to make a hint at the kinky side of things. At what you're into. But not, yeah, it doesn't have to be super full on unless you just really want to stand out. And I guess, but as a first timer, most people don't. Yeah. Like you said, most people want to kind of blend into the background. Um, Okay, so then my second one, because we get this one a fair bit. And that is, once you dress down, shoes or no shoes? Oh my God. (laughs) 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 Ah, oh, man, I, ironically, probably to no one, I go both ways on this. <laughs> um, what's really funny is that in, like right now, in the safety of our own apartment, I'm like, ew, no, wear your shoes. However, at the time, you know, slightly tipsy Bradford, going from the upstairs down to the dungeon, mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck these shoes. I hate them. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I will, I will defer to the, I can't even say that. I was going to say, I'll defer to the cleanliness of the club, but I can't think of a club in which I haven't walked around barefoot. Yeah, I I think. And that's including gay saunas. I think that's a very personal choice, to be honest. We get that question a lot, but I do think it's a very personal choice and that if you feel more comfortable with shoes, by all means, wear them. And, and honestly, for me, it depends on the night. There are nights that I keep my shoes on and I'll take them off when we go play next to a bed or something. I'll just leave them next to the bed. We'll play and then I'll put them back on as we leave. 
More often than not, I've got on thigh highs or stockings or something like that, and I'm happy to run around in those and not put shoes on. Some people even bring a second pair of shoes that aren't quite so high. Ladies, I'm going to say. Yeah. A second pair of shoes that aren't quite so high, and then they wear those around. So I think it's completely up to you and your comfort level, but if you want to go barefoot or if you want to go around in stocking feet, absolutely feel free. If you feel better with your shoes on, that's completely fine too. Yeah. Look, I'm going to be honest. It's easier for ladies. It is. Because guys, we... We have like boots or or tennis shoes or like nice sneakers, I should say. And you like got, dress work shoes. Yeah, or yeah. dress or work shoes. And our socks usually come up to just below our knees. And so we're wandering around in, in our underwears and T-shirts with socks that come just up to our knees. Do you know what you need? Shorter socks. Loafers. Loafers, yeah. yeah. Look, I mean, fine. But anyway. It is easier for women. It is easier yeah. for ladies. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So whatevs. Yeah, yeah. Are you looking for a game that you can play with you and all your sexy friends and all your non-sexy friends? Hell, your vanilla friends. You just want to learn a little bit more about yourself, about your friends, and uh, yeah, have a little laughs along the way. Have we got it for you? CuriousHumansGame.com has the game for you. And you know what? It's called Curious Humans. It's a great party game. Pull out a question. You vote yes or no. Everybody else around the table decides what you said Laughter ensues and giggles abound. There are already different expansions that you can get from the Australian expansion to the Morbid Humans expansion. So yeah, definitely check it out. CuriousHumansGame.com and make sure you use checkout code BYTHEBY. B-Y-T-H-E-B-I. Why would you do that? Because you're going to get a discount, bro. And it's going to be fucking awesome. That's right. CuriousHumansGame.com. Improv. Improv. Let's play. Yes. Let's play another round of Adam and Eve improv. Angela. Uh huh. Give me an animal. Hippopotamus. <laughs> of course. As the great hunter once said, the hippopotamus is the most dangerous game. You know what else is a great game? Sexy, sexy games. Where can you get those? adamandeve.com and when you do use checkout code by the by because like the hippopotamus who sneaks along under the water only to mount up and attack your boat with sexy sexy discounts that's right hippopotamuses aren't the only hungry hungry things that you will find like you might find my butthole my butthole's a hungry hungry hippo and your vagina maybe that maybe your mouth and you know what you can fill with Sex toys, vibrators, ball gags, and butt plugs. Oh my, that's right. AdamandEve.com. Make sure you use checkout code by the by because just like the Hungry Hugger Hippo, you're going to get an item 50% off. That's right. One item at 50% off. And then you'll also get free, free, free shipping. And you know us, your little Hungry Hunger Hippo self is going to get? Mm. You're going to get some extra toys thrown in your box. Yeah, that's right. What else? Oh, you want more? All right. How about six videos on demand? Oh, wow. That's not enough? Well, then back out, refresh, and use checkout code by the by one more time. B-Y-T-H-E-B-I. And just like the hippo, you too will be the most dangerous game. 
while you shop for sex toys online, online, adamandeve.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Do you remember during COVID times, the Sydney Zoo had the baby pygmy hippos? Yes. They're like little, tiny, tiny little baby pygmy hippos. They were adorable. So cute. Yes. I can't remember what a baby hippo is called other than adorable. Yeah. We'll just go with that. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well. Okay, so moving on. You ready for the next question? I am ready for the next question. We get this one a lot. And not just from newbies, but maybe new to a party. From obies? But even new to a- Is it Arby's? Oh, my God. New to a party or something, you know, you've not been to before. Is when do I show up? What time do I arrive? Man, that's- And that's the best worst question. Mm Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, it depends on you. Like, some people- some people want to go to a drink, have some drinks beforehand and they come and they're slightly inebriated because they're nervous. And so they need some social lubrication. Yeah. That's something I would definitely be careful about. Don't do that. Yeah. A little bit's okay, but especially if you expect to drink at the club. And additionally, if most places will refuse you entry, if mm. you appear inebriated when you walk in the doors. Yeah. So that's an FYI. And look, I personally still am, I want to be there in the first 15 minutes. I want people to come to me. Mm-hmm. Remember your, remember your, you know, your, your, your group psychology here, folks. What happens is when you arrive on a space, you stick your flag in it, pun intended, <laughs> and then it is yours. And then anybody else who enters said land is coming to you. You're not coming to them. So if you're in a location and people are coming to you, a quick glance, a quick smile, and suddenly they're coming up to you. And it's a lot easier because you are holding court and they are coming to you. Yeah, definitely. And like you said earlier, you know, most people, most new people anyway, want to blend in. And that's going to be, I don't know, I can see two ways of that happening is you're either there at the beginning. So then you're just, you know, you're there as people are coming in. So like you said, people are coming up to you, but also 
you can also blend in if you're arriving later and it's a busy, busy party already because people are already in their little circles. They're already meeting people. They're already, you know, potentially starting to think about who they're going to want to play with or what they're going to want to do, what space they're going to want to be in. And so you can kind of work your way through and figure out, okay, I'm going to just be in this little space over here, maybe be around these people. But it's also harder to break in at that point. Yeah. I mean, at that point, it's going to be tough. If you, if your goal is to actually talk to people and maybe play, you're going to put yourself at a disadvantage if you come in too late, because Mm -hmm. at that point, the social circles are set and firming up. The play dates may be already starting. It's yeah, it's tough. You're right. Mm -hmm. You can walk in and nobody will notice you. Yeah. Yeah. But but also that's a problem, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. I, yeah. I think we've talked to people before who have left and, and decided they didn't have a good time mm-hmm. because nobody talked to them. And that's because they came in too late. They were frowny. They were, you know, arms crossed, legs crossed. Or you sit in the corner and you don't make any effort yourself. Yeah. yeah. It's a tough situation. Yeah. We have seen that before. I would say more at the older OSS. I'm not sure. I personally have seen it as much at this one, but not to say it doesn't happen. Right. But I've seen where you know people will go out for, like you said, social lubrication beforehand. They'll go out and have some drinks ahead of time. And then they'll come in at like 11 o'clock midnight. And it's just, it's like at that point, everybody's well into the swing of things, pun intended. And they're, you know, they're already kind of thinking, they're already playing, they're already talking to people, they're already making their plans. And you're trying to come into things and they're not going to really be as open to that. So I would definitely say, you know, either... Get there closer to opening time. I would, depending on how long the party goes for, how long the club is open, within the first hour, two at the most, especially as a new person. 100%. Definitely agree with that. Uh, and just a quick shout out to all of our regulars who come to the club and who listen to the podcast. Pendulum Party starts, and literally all of our people are there within the first 15 minutes. There's usually a line out mm-hmm. front at the very beginning, and it's it's just great to see like 20 some odd folks coming in. Everybody's excited. Within the first 10, 15 minutes. Awesome. Love it. I just love that energy too. Like you're going to the club for the first time and you're just like, you're just ready for it to happen. You're just there and you're like, all right, let me, I want to do the things. I love it. Yeah. 100%. So another thing that you should probably look at is whether or not you can or want to, or need to bring alcohol. Mm -hmm. So in the States, we found that a lot of the places serve alcohol. Whereas in Australia, it seems that most of them are kind of a BYO situation. And then they'll store it behind the bar with a number or your name on it. And then you just walk up and drink out of that all night. Yeah. So if you do feel like you're going to need lubrication, come prepared. Yeah. Check it out ahead of time and see what the requirement is. Also, don't, I I mean, it's, it's a fine line between having a drink when you want it, but also know that you don't want to drink too much because you want to be able to remember the night. And if anything, I would say err on the side of caution and don't. And, you know, because you're also, if you are playing, it's, you're very often going to get dehydrated. You're going to need water, all of that good stuff. But I just, yeah, anymore, I think we tend to err on the side of caution and not take as much alcohol and not drink as much. It's true. So I'll admit that what I like to do is I'm, I'm a big soda water kind of guy. So I'll drink soda waters for the first two hours and then we'll either play or decide that we don't want to play. And then afterwards, uh, you know, once we're looking at the final couple of hours of the party, then I'll start drinking and anymore. It's been bourbon. I want bourbon on the, on ice, um, bourbon on the rocks, whatever. So 
then I can, I feel like I can drink and look, it's important to like, like you said, Angela, you want to remember the night, but more importantly, you don't want to be remembered for the night. (laughs) Not for that reason. (laughs) So just watch alcohol intake, slow down, slow and steady wins the race. I mean, uh, that being said, we've had our terrible nights nights where we drink a lot, but at the same time, we are, we do a lot better at the club now. And I think it is also just because of the location, because it's, it's busy and because there's always, there's always something available to drink. And like you said, you know, if you do like soda water and you know, maybe a lime in there or something, then it looks like you're drinking, right? Yeah. A lot of times that's what we find is that we just want to be part of the circle and you want to look like you're drinking, but you don't necessarily need alcohol. No, not at all. And we've done the club without alcohol and it's mm-hmm. just as fun. In fact, I wake up the next morning feeling fresher. I know. Isn't it great? It's, it's weird. <laughs> uh, so most clubs will provide mixers, juices, soft drinks, water, both sparkling and still for free. Yeah. So just keep that in mind as well. You don't have to bring your own mixers. Mm. Tonic water too, I should say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that we've done as well is to take non-alcoholic liquors, I guess. Are they called liquors if they're non-alcoholic? I'm going to say yes. I I don't know. know. But we, because we've taken like some of the liar stuff and whatnot here. And, and I always get my, what I call my not gin and tonic and cause yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's not gin, but it tastes like it. And it's, again, it's a nice way to have that flavor. You feel like you're drinking and like you're with part of things, quote unquote, yeah. but you're not actually drinking and that's really nice. So another question that we often get is, can I go to the club and not have sex, but watch other people have mm-hmm. sex? And I think in order to fully understand this answer, you should think about fetishes and that two very common fetishes is fetishes. Yeah. Fetishes Easy for you to say. Pretty sure that's how it's said. <laughs> are exhibitionism and voyeurism. And so it, they're a great yin yang that feed upon one another. And so it's an exhibitionist is somebody who likes to have sex in front of people and, and, and be watched. Whereas a voyeur likes to watch said exhibitionists have sex. And I'm going to say that, a vast majority of us swingers have so, at least some form of both exhibitionism and voyeurism sort of ingrained in us. At least one of them. At least one of them, if not both of them. Because you you walk up to the group playrooms and there might be four or five beds in a space. And oftentimes there are also benches or seats or love seats and lounges so that people can just sit and watch. And it's a, it's a great experience. And for instance, um, in our secret spot, you don't have to be dressed down to be in the play areas. It's encouraged, but it's not required. As long as you're not making too much noise and you're being respectful of, of those who are playing, it's encouraged to sit, watch. And, and it's also like people, people get off on it. It's great. Yeah. And if you're not comfortable being in an open space like that, particularly if you're wanting to play, even if it's with your own partner and not someone else, scope out ahead of time, like where the private spaces are. You know, oftentimes they will fill up Uh, like at our secret spot. There's three rooms that are private rooms where the doors close. And so you can have a bit of privacy and nobody can see what's going on inside of there. But they do fill up. And so if that's a space that you want, keep an eye on it and make sure you can grab it when you want to. Because otherwise, you know, it it might be really difficult or you might just end up kind of watching what's going on or you may feel like you have to play 
in a space where you're not really comfortable. So just kind of think about that ahead of time and maybe have that discussion with your partner as to how comfortable are you playing in front of other people, even just with each other? Or do you just want to watch for the night? Like, what is it that you're looking for in the night? Yeah, I think I'm going to get one of those little uh, little like placards that says reserved uh-huh. and see if I can put it on a bed in one of the private spaces just to see how long it will last until somebody <laughs> I, goes I in there. I wonder how long it would last. Don't think it's going to last very long. Damn it. Really don't. But you don't think people walking in, oh shit, this one's reserved. Maybe if they're new. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> nobody else will. <laughs> just as an FYI, newbies, <laughs> nobody reserves rooms. Uh, except for Bradford. Uh-huh. <laughs> so if you want to join him. <laughs> it's reserved. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, I think that that exhibitionism and foyerism is actually encouraged if that's something that you want to do. Yeah, absolutely. And it's something that can bring your partner together. Mm -hmm. You can both, you know, gawk at people and be like, Whoa, I want to try that. Or I would like that. Or do you like that? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's great. But again, you don't want to be like the, Oh my God, you kind of like screaming it out. You want to be polite and discreet. Yeah. It's all about being polite, people. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, definitely be discreet about it. And also, I mean, I think this goes without saying, and this is in a lot of clubs rules and things like that, but if you are watching, obviously don't be creepy about it and don't just go up and touch people because they're in an open space playing or anything like that. So remember 100%. That, like consent, 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 always. And what does consent look like, Angela? Fries. <laughs> <laughs> and what is that? It is freely given. Yes. It's reversible. Yes. Informed. Yes. Enthusiastic. Yes. And specific. Remember your fries, people. That's right. Do you want fries with that? Do you want fries with that? Uh-huh. And like, that's always probably when we go to new clubs, that's how I judge the club is based on how, when we do a tour or if we do a tour, how the, the, the how the club treats consent. Mm-hmm. And that's how you... I think that's how you judge a good club yeah. better than anything else. Any play space, I should say, is it's all about the consent. It's all about how do we deal with if there is a problem with consent, how is that handled? But like, I think that's important because, I mean, let's be honest, is that in any given space, any given time, the rules can be broken. There can be problems with consent. And I'd like to say that there it, that, that doesn't happen. And it's not a thing. But... <laughs> We're human. People are human. And there's, unfortunately, there's some not great humans there or people that maybe don't respect that as much. And so, like you said, Bradford, how the club handles that, I think, is really important. And that tells you a lot about the club and their ethos. And is it someplace that you really feel safe and comfortable and that you want to come back to? Yeah, 100%. Because that's like, that's sort of the, the core to all of this, I think, is having fun, feeling safe and being able to, I guess, have fun. And that's how we find places that we feel safe and want to return. And as a newbie, I think that consent and feeling safe and comfortable is more important than probably anything else. I would agree with that. Yeah. Because that's going to be the, you know, that's going to be your baseline. That's going to be what you are going to remember more than anything else is how did we feel? Yeah. Even more than what did we do? So I actually heard something in a a book that I was listening to today where they made the comment that you don't remember days, you remember moments. Perfect. And it's so and sexy. I know, I know. <laughs> and that's <laughs> 1 billion percent correct. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And like you said, you're going to remember the the feelings, you're going to remember the moments, you're going to remember 
how, how did that space make me feel? How did it make us feel? How did we behave in that space? And the safer you feel, the sexier you feel, the more fun you're going to have. And the more you're going to want to come back, the more you're going to do this again, the more that you're just going to enjoy yourself, regardless of even if you do it again, or if this is a one-off or if how frequently, but everybody wants to feel sexy and safe. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot about, in fact, I think over the past 24 hours, our, our folks on our Discord chat have been talking about safety and fun and OSS and how many of them, some of them single ladies, mm-hmm. the reason they continually come back is because they feel protected. They know that when they're there, they can rely on the staff. They can rely on the owners. And even little things. And rely on the people else, you know, in the room with them to protect them should they need any somebody to step up. Yeah, absolutely. And some of that is, you know, not just like if or when something goes wrong, but even things like, okay, somebody had too much to drink. So how does the staff handle that? Exactly. Like that can tell you a lot about the the venue and the staff and how they look after the people there and the patrons there. Just in how do they handle someone who's had too much alcohol? Yeah, it's it's an important thing to consider because that it all kind of adds up together, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, Angela, is there any other things that you think we need to touch on about, I guess, ultimately this was, this ended up being a, so you've decided to go to a club. What the hell do you do? Where do you start? Where do you yeah. start? Like literally, what is, this is step one. Yeah, because there's a lot, there's a lot more to it, obviously. There is um, a mega shit ton, mega fold, but monstrous think, stuff. I think more. before, more than anything, is make sure that you and your partner are on the same page, that you're going for the same reason, and it's a good reason that you're going to the club, and that you both want to, and you've done your research ahead of time to know where you're going, what to expect from it, as much as you can. I know parties and things, even some clubs, it's hard to get full information. But get as much information as you can, be as informed as possible, and really set yourself up for success. You know, go ahead and plan well in advance if you can, but plan, what am I going to wear? How's the night going to look? What are we going to do? Let's make sure that we're fed, uh, because you don't want to get there and be hungry and not have food, right? That's very true. So you want to make sure that you're fed, you're not too drunk, whatever. Just really think about how is this not going to look? And I know it doesn't sound sexy to plan these things. But you will have a much, much better time if you do. And if you're on the same page, you've planned what's going to happen and then you go and then then you're going to be more comfortable as well because you've talked about this and you know what to expect out of each other and out of the night. Yeah. And one last thing just to add on to that is have an escape clause. Mm. So have a plan that you either have a conversation that you start or some sort of series of hand signals like steal third or something like that, (laughs) or have just something that you can do that basically says, this is a get out of conversation free card. There's no questions, no comments, no whatever right now, at least. And then that removes you from a situation. And then maybe it can remove you from the club. Maybe it, it's a, it's a, I need to go home kind of thing without saying I need to go home. So just say something very specific. Um, having those escape paths, I think is also, even if like, I don't, we've only used them maybe once or twice in our entire long relationship, but it's good to have that stuff because it's, it's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Yeah. And it's good to talk about ahead of time because that way it doesn't take you by surprise or anything. Cause I know the few times we have, it's been like, Oh, Oh wait, wait, I know what that means. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. Wait a second. 
So yeah, I do think that that's a, that's a very good idea. So there you go. Look, we have, we'll, we'll do a few more of these kind of diving back into the past and looking at some of the 101 early stuff kind of things that we really hadn't talked about in years. So we'll start diving into that. And I know we want to talk about flirting and breaking the ice with people. We may wait until after November for that one, because we are actually doing that at Escape to the Tropics. That's right. We have two of our workshops coming up, and one of them is going to be a... uh, break the ice and and flirting how to flirt get to know you get to know you so we'll wait to that because you know anybody who listens to this and is going to that we don't want you to be bored when we're up there talking about this shit it's important or maybe we could look at it as a primer i don't know i don't think anybody could be bored watching you talk oh tell me more so yes if you have questions that we did not cover in this episode please reach out to us you can reach us on our website, www.bythebuy.com.au, go to contact us and you can submit your questions there or email us, theatomsoflove at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on any of our socials. We are at By the Buy Podcast on Facebook, on Instagram, and on the Twitterverse. Angela, anything else you'd like to say as we wrap this podcast up? Stay sexy. Stay sexy. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 